everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. On this show, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, we're giving you insights and advice on how to move the ball and make things happen. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet followed the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests for this season. And don't forget to share the show with some friends too. It's one way you can help me to move the ball. Now, for today's episode, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Jare Jenkins. Jare, welcome to the show. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on the series. I know there are some people that were eager for me to have you on as well. Let me share a little bit about your background for our listeners. So Jare is a wide receiver who played college football at Louisiana State University, LSU. During this past season at LSU, Jare played 13 games and had 27 catches for 404 yards and six touchdowns, averaging 15 yards per catch. Jare was also a member of the LSU football team when they won the national championship after the 2019 season. We will talk about Jare's journey playing college football, the NFL combine, the NFL PA game, the pro day and more. All right, Jare, are you ready to move the ball? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. I want to start things off talking about the NFL Combine. There were 319 players who were invited to this year's Combine, nine of which were from LSU. What was it like finding out you had received an invitation? What was the first thing you did? Obviously, I was in California at one of the NFLPA bowl games, and I was going to practice one morning, and I just checked my email because, you know, I knew they were going to be sending them out. So, you know, I was like praying and stuff, hoping that I get one and stuff, things of that nature. And I just happened to check my email, and like I seen the email, and so, you know, I'm just smiling out happy because that's the main thing that I wanted to do. And so then, like, once I seen him, whatever, I called my dad. He was the first person I called. I called him and told him about it. I told him that I got the invite. And so we talked about it. You know, we prayed about it and stuff like that. And to see that that dream finally came true about the NFL Combine. And I feel like that's what the ultimate goal. That's what we really wanted. And we got it. So. You know, that call him, talking to him about it, it meant a lot. Kudos to you. And I know your dad was super proud of you. I've been chatting with your dad over the past couple of months, and I was glad I got to see him while we were in Indy during Combine Week. The SEC always has a significant amount of representation at the Combine. As I mentioned, there were nine of you guys from LSU. How was it to have so many of your teammates there with you? It meant everything to me. Like, I was really happy with seeing, like, you know, more of our guys there. We still didn't have, like, everybody that was, like, obviously going to the draft there. I wish we all could have went. But, like, the guys that were there, I feel like that we represented LSU where I feel like we did exactly what we had to do. And, like, the guys that I was there with, we talk a lot. And I can say that I know they did what they were supposed to do just as well as I did. So 
I feel like we did well for the LSU. The NFL Combine is so busy with all kinds of activities. Different position groups go on different days and then there's medical, media interviews, team interviews, all kinds of things. Did you get to spend much time with any of the other LSU guys there aside from your position group? Yes, I did. For instance, like with some of the defense guys, yeah, this majority who it was, it was just like two offensive guys with me and Kayshawn. Like on the defense side, like I spent time with them, like for instance, like probably early in the morning before meetings or whatever, or and when we got done with everything after me or whatever, because obviously we were training in different locations or whatever, so it's been a minute since we've seen each other. So just getting back at the combine, you know, that was the first time us all getting back together. So we spent time, whatever, as in just we had didn't have anything to do, just went outside, walked around just to see how it was and things. So i say we had a good time, whatever, and just having that connection back and just, you know, the laughter and everything that we had together while we was here at LSU. So you got to participate at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl, as you mentioned earlier, which is in Pasadena. It's at the Rose Bowl. What was that like for you and how did it prepare you for the combine? The experience there was good. You know, we had some great coaches. It was a great environment, great experience as well. And just overall, with the coaches that we had, whatever, I feel like they prepared me and stuff like that. They gave me some more details to elevate my game and stuff like that with like just the knowledge of like being able to do interviews as in like working on my routes, my releases, my stance. So that experience, I feel like it primed me up and stuff as in getting ready for the combine. I feel like that it let me know exactly where I was and things exactly I need to work on. And I feel like after that, my experience, I feel like going back into training for the combine, I feel like I knew exactly what I needed to work on and stuff like that because of like all the guys, all the coaches and stuff that we had, like they did a great job with all of us. Like, they prepared us. They told us exactly what we needed, what we need to work on and stuff like that. So, like I said, I feel like it helped me tremendously. And there were 20 players from the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl that got invites to the combine, including yourself. Five others besides you were wide receivers. Were many of them, because the way the groups are, you've got different groups in the wide receivers group. Did a lot of them, were they in your grouping for the on-the-field workouts? I think it was one from the NFLPA that was in my group and all the other one was in group one, and I was in group two. And there's a lot of prep that goes into getting ready for the combine training. I mean, there's just so many things that a lot of people don't get to see how much work is involved in getting ready for this week of events. What were some of the things that you were really focused on getting ready for the combine? I'd say the biggest thing that I was really focused on was really running my routes because like I obviously knew that I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't all those things. So I knew what was going to separate me was as in my route running. So I feel like I did well with it. I feel like there are still things I need to work on, but like I really critique like my route running and like as in, cause you know, obviously you need, you got to be able to run great routes to get open and stuff like that. So I feel like the route running was my main thing that I was, like, I was really trying. And also the 40, it was right there with it. Cause you know, obviously I wanted to have a fast time, but ultimately like my main goal was to have my route short. And when you look back at your time at the combine, what are some of the biggest things you'll take away from that experience? The experience was great and stuff like as in running a 40. I can say that when I first got down there, I was nervous because I was the first one in my group to go. And so as in getting down there for my 40, man, I just remember like as soon as I touched the line, everything in my head, I just went blank. I forgot everything. As in the day went on, I got better and better. So then I felt like that I got relaxed and like, now I'm just ready for me to just do what I needed to do. And let's run things way, way back. So just talking about how you got into football, you're from Louisiana. Tell us about the first time you suited up or when you first picked up a football. I picked up a football at an early age because, like, obviously I had some big brothers that played football and stuff like that. I say as in, I probably was five or six. I was in a on that flag league just playing ball or whatever. And then, like, I can say in my hometown, I was the biggest in my age group and playing every time, whatever. So, like, I fell in love with the football early age and then as I probably got about 10 whatever 
I can say I transitioned from football. Like football wasn't my favorite sport at the time. Then like I was leaning more on baseball. I had quit football to play baseball because baseball was my favorite sport at the time. But then after that, after a while, I was like, nah, I don't see myself being a baseball player. Like I was like, football is where my heart was at. So then I went back and like, you know, I just really worked hard and it got me to the point I'm at. So, but like I said, yeah, I've been playing football since an early age, probably like around five. And I fell in love with football at the age of four. My listeners know that I've been a student of the game like my entire life. I wrote my first book, Move the Ball, which is what started this whole Move the Ball movement. And in that book, I wrote about a lot of lessons and strategies that I learned from the game of football that I've taken away to be successful, not only in sports, but also in business and with my brand and just in life. What are some of the things that you've taken away from the game of football that you feel have really helped you to get you to where you're at today? I'd say the biggest thing is to just I say just work hard. And I say that because of obviously like you got to put the work in to be where you want to be in life. And that's just with anything other than just football. But hard work is going to get you to the position and where you want to be. at. If you can't just go out there, just put a cleats on, just think that everything is going to be handed to you. So I feel like with the work that has put in day in and day out, as in from since I was that five year old boy up until now and what I want to do here in the future. I say like all those things, the all the countless hours, the time and everything I put into making myself a better player and a better human. I feel like that is what got me to the point I'm in now. And that's what makes me do the things I love and be where I'm at. In high school, you ended up fracturing your tibia your senior year. And every injury is mentally tough to go through. How was that for you? And how did that help you to be a better player going through that recovery process? With that, I broke my leg. I think it was game one. It was either in the first or second quarter. I know it was the first half of my first game or whatever. And, like, it was hard. It was very hard because, like, whenever I broke my leg, then I thought, all right, now I'm going to lose everything as in, like, my offers from LSU and all other schools. Like, now I'm thinking I'm going to have to start off from square one. But, you know, like, they all kept my offers and stuff like that. And I still was committing to LSU that this is where I wanted to be at. That's where I wanted to play at. And so then, like I said, it was hard because I didn't think I was going to be that same player. I didn't think I was going to still have that same movement that I, I had before I broke my leg. And then so like as in just overcoming it, like as in trying to do my rehab hard, trying to make sure I do everything the best that I can so I can make sure that, that I get back to the level that I was supposed to be as in playing hard, playing fast and things like that. It was a hard and very long journey, but I feel like that I overcame it. It made me better. It made me stronger mentally and physically. Because, like, I was down, couldn't really move, couldn't do anything. And, like, that played a lot of mental with me. It's like, I was like, man, I ain't going to want to play no more. I ain't going to be able to play no more and all those things. But, like I said, like, just as in the way I prepared, I hit treatment or whatever, and it made me better overall. And, like I said, and I feel like it made me mentally tough as well. And you mentioned going to LSU. Why did you want to be a Tiger? What were some of the big reasons? Obviously, being from Louisiana, growing up in Louisiana, like, LSU was a, always a dream school. Like, I remember just watching, like, all the guys before me play there, and I was like, man, I'm going to play for LSU. And then, so, like, I feel like that played a lift factor in as well. But, and then I ended up choosing LSU because, like, obviously I had, like, a top three coming out. And I chose LSU because, like, obviously, like I said, I was from Louisiana. And then I was that, that was the only school at the time talking about me getting my degree and things like that and pursuing my dreams to make it to the next level. So I was like, yeah, I feel like LSU was really the place where I needed to be at. And as you look back on the past few years, how has your experience at LSU made you a better person? And how do you think it will help you as you transition into not only the National Football League, but also just as you continue to navigate through life? I say LSU did it a lot as a football player and also on the field with like just me as a man. Because like leaving home at an early age, like at 17 years old, like going away from my family, like never have done that before. I didn't know what I was getting into, didn't know what I was going to as in that 17-year-old kid that's boom, that's moving to a different city, living on his own, 
doing all those things. So I feel like that made me tough as well as a man and also as a player as well because, like, LSU is a school. Like, obviously, there's a whole bunch of people here and all kind of things of that nature. And so, like, just being here by myself, being here, like, interacting with the guys, whatever, you know, we all bonded, but, like, just being me, being myself, whatever, I feel like it made me tough. Like, all the things that LSU have done for me and stuff like that, I feel like it has set me up to be successful, like, now in the future and everything, like, outside of football. I got my degree. I got all those things of that nature. So, like I said, I feel like if football wasn't a route for me, like, boom, I had my degree. I had another step that I could take as in another opportunity for me to be successful. So I feel like LSU has really done a great job with that. Like I said, they pursued me to get my degree, and I got that. Yeah, LSU is definitely one of those schools that focuses on the total player. It's not just about football, but about helping them to be successful from an educational standpoint and to set themselves up for success beyond football and whatever it is that they do. Now, LSU has traditionally had a strong wide receiver group. You've gotten to play with guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Those guys are dominating in the league today. How did having guys like that around in your position group help you to be better at your craft? I say have no guys. They've really motivated me. Okay, obviously, like, I came in with Jamar. Me and him was in the same class. And then, like, you know, just sitting behind those guys, just watching him, Justin Jefferson, Terrence Marshall, Stephon Sutton, Derek Dillon, all those guys, like, the list go on and on. Just watching all those guys, how they perform, how they practice, and seeing how they translated to them in the game, whatever I would like. This is all that I needed to see. Like, I know what I got to do now to get to that level and to execute like they are doing. It motivated me a lot as in coming in LSU of my injuries, starting like to hit in the training room hard. And like I said, just watching those guys, seeing what they do, seeing how they take care of their body, everything like on and off the field or whatever. And like I knew if I do that, I'd be successful just like those guys. And like it motivated me to and it also humbled me. Well, I can say that, that for sure. And let's take a minute and talk about the 2019 season. LSU during that season had a 15-0 and season, 8-0 and in the SEC, beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, beat Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl, and then obviously beat Clemson to win the Natty. What was that like being a part of that team? And what about that 2019 team was special? Well, I'll say as a first, as just being a part of the team, it was special. You know, obviously we went 15 No, It was a great run. Just a whole bunch of guys just having fun, doing what we love to do. Also, just the way that we all bonded together. We all clicked together. We were always together. Everybody on the team, offense and defense. We did everything together just early mornings, like just going to the field without the coaches, just doing all those things. And I feel like that would made us do the things that we did or whatever. And I feel like the results speak, and you can tell by what we did or whatever. And like just experience, like, man, it was, it was one of the best feelings that, that I ever had or whatsoever in college, whatever, because that year was, it was everything that we wanted to be. Like, no matter what we wanted, it was there. Like I said, with all the guys that we had, it's hard to explain. It was just like, I feel like it was, that's something that someone had to just be there and experience themselves instead of like describing. Because like, it was just so much to do, so much going on because of, as an all excitement, how the team was, how the city of Baton Rouge treated us and everything like that nature. That was experience that I always cherished. And when you look at the wide receiver position, what do you feel are the skills necessary to be elite at the skill position? And what makes you a great wide receiver? I say the skills as in a receiver need is just like, obviously, like route running for sure. But make sure you get out the ball and just win at the top of your routes. I feel like if you can do that, you would be good at it no matter what conference, what league you are at. And like I say, what, what I feel like that makes me stand out is more is like my route running. Like I can get in and out of my brace. I can run any route on the route tree. And so like this, so I feel like that's what separates me because, you know, some guys can or whatever. And there, there were times that I couldn't run every round. But like I said, like with the hard work and dedication I had of the game and wanted to elevate my craft and be the best that I wanted to be, the best that I can be, 
I had to sharpen all my tools of my rap running. So I feel like that's is what I did, and it made me a better rap runner so I can run all the routes that I wanted to do. And that's why I say, like, I feel like that. I, that's what separates me is my rap running. I feel there are still a lot of things that I will learn and I need to learn. I'm not satisfied with it. So like I said, but like, as in me right now, I feel like my rap running as well. And as you look back on your time at LSU playing college football, I'm sure there are so many games that you can think back about and be like, wow, that was really cool to be a part of. But one game that I wanted to ask you about in particular is when LSU beat Texas A&M. You had a great game that game. You scored the game winning touchdown with 20 seconds remaining in the game. Like, what was that like to score the game winning touchdown? Oh, man, it was exciting. It brought tears to my eyes as well. And like just. Obviously, you know, we had to just drive the ball down the field. I think we had the ball with like a minute and 20 seconds left. We knew that we couldn't go out this game with this L. And like, that was Coach O's last game. It was his final game at Tiger Stadium. And so like, we just catching that game winning ball like that and just doing it. It was exciting. Like the team, they lifted me up as in before we went on a drive, lifted everyone up, say, hey, we got to go out here and win this game. Just me catching that ball that last minute, like I say, it was exciting. Like the, as you can see from the fans, the team, my teammates, the coaches, everybody it was it was working. And I feel like that was one of my best plays in Tiger Stadium, I can say. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the, for the whole game, you had eight receptions, 169 yards, and you had two touchdowns, not just that game winning TD at the end. Now, when you look back at your time playing, aside from that game and aside from winning the Natty, what were some of your most memorable moments or favorite games playing at LSU? I say one is the Texas A&M and two probably the same year or the year before against Florida and Death Valley when I had three touchdowns. I'd probably say those two will probably be up there as well. And as you reflect back on just playing college football, this journey, what is your biggest takeaway from being a part of the LSU football program? Just be you. Be the best that you can be and always remember that you're not just representing yourself, you're representing yourself, your family, LSU, the school you're in and stuff like that. So that probably was the biggest takeaway I, that I have because like I said, just it's more than just you at this point, whatever. And like, that was the biggest thing that I have learned from as in being here. Great answer. So what I want to do now, Jure, is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to have some fun with my two-minute drill. We'll be right back. Hey, have you moved the ball in your own life today? If you're working toward your dream job, a new personal record, or a bigger salary, you need a plan to consistently make progress. That's why I wrote Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. These books are packed with strategy and easy to implement tips on gaining clarity of your goals, developing your own personalized playbook for success, pushing your boundaries of comfortability, and really elevating and dominating. Go to www.dominateandmove.com and enter code DOMINATE2023 for a 20% discount on the bundle. And all books are signed copies as well. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. Are you ready to have some fun, Jure? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. All right. So first question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? I like to just chill with my family, my friends, just ride football, do all the stuff that I do as that nature. What three words would you use to describe yourself? I'd say goofy, humble, and entertaining. What is one thing most people don't know about you? I'm a country boy at heart. Okay. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a mentor or a coach? I'm just saying, be where your feet are. Don't let the moment or anything define you. Just, like I said, just be where your feet are. Great piece of advice. Next question is, I'm going to flip it and ask, what is the best advice that you would give someone else? And like I said, just be you. Live every moment to the fullest because you never know when it'll be your last. 
That is true. Tomorrow is never guaranteed. So you do never know. The next question is, would you rather be the world champion of your sport or the CEO of a billion dollar company and why? I say be a CEO of a billion dollar company. And I said it because of being a CEO as you basically running a company and all those things. They and I feel like that because then obviously you have kids and I say, you know, you can set up all those things for your kids and all those things. So they'll have it as well. All right. The next question is, you have 24 hours and a private plane that will take you anywhere. Where are you going? Jamaica or Bora Bora. Two great places. The bonus question is, do you sing in the shower? At times. It just depends on if I'm in the mood or not. Okay. Would your dad say that you sing good? No, he'd probably say I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as we look to end the show, let people know, where can they follow you on social media? Where are you at? I'm on everything. I'm on Instagram. Instagram is my name, Jare Jenkins, everything lowercase. I'm on Twitter as well. My Twitter name is Jenkins Jare. On Snapchat, I'm the same thing. My Snapchat is Jare J10. And Facebook is my name as well, Jare Jenkins. Perfect. And we will have all of those links in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Jare, at some point, football will come to an end, hopefully for not some time yet to come. Have you thought about some things that you want to do beyond football? Either football or whenever it ends for me. Well, like I said, I got my degree in modern business, things that way. So I just want to open up my own business and do things of that nature. All right. So as we are ending the show, any shout outs that you want to give? Shout out to my father, my family, and my agent, Paul. Yes, all great people. I know your dad's super proud of you. Paul is very proud of you. And also, I'm going to give a shout out to Miss Allison Masters, who is your number one super fan, who is always posting and she's just got such positive energy. And I know she's super proud of you as well. Oh, yeah, she has is for sure. Well, Jare, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been a true pleasure. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you for having me. And I wish you much success in the upcoming draft. And thanks to everyone for listening. If you like today's episode, again, please share it with a few friends. It's one way that you can help me to move that ball. And if you haven't already done so, also hit that follow button so you're always in the know for future episodes. All right. Thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.